It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Time for another edition of The Bottom Line here on News Radio 610 KONA. It's the area's only live local call in talk show. You won't find it anywhere else in the area. Your chance to sound off. And, uh,. It's very easy to do. You give us a call, 547-1610, 509-547-1610. You can also email us by going to our website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page, uh, fill out the form, send off uh, your uh, question, comment, what have you. 99.9% of the time, we read those on the air. And uh, that's another way to get your voice heard. Uh, because... Having a voice is uh, something that a lot of people are talking about right now. Uh, with the election uh, less than a month away, more like uh, three weeks away, technically three weeks from tomorrow. And uh, we'll talk about that uh, coming up, as well as uh, we will hear from a candidate uh, running for a position on the Washington State Supreme Court. Uh, which will be an interesting discussion that will come up uh, a little bit later on in hour number two. Uh, Rob off today, and uh, he will be uh, he will not be able to join us uh, for a few more days. We'll, we'll get him back as soon as we possibly can. And uh, until then, uh, you, me, and this show. We're going to kick things off with... Um, I want to talk about the the, the confirmation hearing uh, for Amy Coney uh, Amy Coney Barrett um, began today, sort of. I mean, it was it was the introduction phase, if you will. It was chapter one uh, in what will probably take much of, if not the entire week, uh, to get through. Uh, understandably and predictably, the Democrats on uh, the Senate committee. We're lamenting the fact that they were even there, uh, that this should not be uh, something that they should be taking up right now so close to the election. Uh, while Republicans were saying, nope, full steam ahead, we're going to go. We also got to hear from the candidate herself in a uh, somewhat brief prepared statement. And we'll talk about that. And where you think uh, where you think this will go um a lot of different opinions about this uh even though the rules are pretty well cemented they're pretty well in place and you know despite the best efforts to change the rules on the fly uh that is you know probably not going to happen but I want to get your thoughts on not only the process, but uh, the candidate herself said some interesting things uh, in her opening statement, obviously in an attempt to put out any fires that had started uh, since her nomination became official 
specifically about Roe v. Wade and some of the other things that everyone is jumping to conclusions about how things are going to go, uh, given her selection as a nominee. I thought she had some interesting things to say about that. Let's kick off the show, kick off the week with this phone call. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Heather's Mike. I'm going to get you started here. Do it. Hopefully we'll set them on fire and that phone will start lighting up. Go for it, Mike. Uh, the, the Dems are going to use this primetime TV coverage as a campaign tool. They already know it's a foregone conclusion that Miss Cody Barrett is going to be sworn in. So they're going to use the national airtime to do the best job they can do of bashing Trump, bash the Republicans. The fear-mongering that they're going to use is the Affordable Care Act. And if you haven't noticed, that's their talking point, even uh, Jumpin' Joe. All they talk about is they're going to take away your insurance. So they're trying to scare the crap out of you. They, they don't really care about the rest of it. They just want to scare you by saying, if you're a boomer, you're going to lose your insurance that you have right now. But anybody that's done any research on ACA knows that you didn't get to keep your doctor. Your premiums went up. Your deductible went up. Everything, it just wasn't what they said it was. But because there's so many other people that are on it now, I only have four people in my household, but I pay for six. Where'd those other two come from? Mm, gee, ACA. So that's what they're going to do. They don't. The 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 message behind the message is take this opportunity, bash the crap out of Trump, scare the crap out of people that they're going to lose their insurance, and then hopefully Big Bad Joe gets four years. Hopefully not, from my perspective. Mike, as always, I appreciate the call. Appreciate the insight. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven. One six ten. Uh, what do you think about Mike's take on that? Um, I think there's a lot of truth in that. Uh, certainly, the the Affordable Care Act was uh, something that was talked about a lot today. Uh, we know in the lead up that uh, the the abortion issue uh, was another one uh, that the Democrats are making a big deal about Amy Coney Barrett being a Catholic. Because why? Well, they're framing her as somebody who will obviously overturn Roe v. Wade because she's a Catholic and Catholics uh, don't believe in abortion. Now, there's probably some Catholics that might believe in something along those lines, you know, for certain occasions or, or what have you. But that's the that's what they're 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 trying to paint her as look there's an old there's an old tactic that you use uh in in debating somebody uh in the courtroom you know as an attorney and and again many many lawmakers are attorneys or or profess to be it's if you can't if you can't refute the evidence in the case, you go after the witness 
and di- and discredit the witness, therefore trying to toss the case out or uh, get the case to go in your favor. They can't. The Democrats really can't say much. They know that the outcome is probably a foregone conclusion. Probably. But they are going to, again, try to frame this for public opinion. You know, that they shouldn't be even doing this hearing until after the election. Well, that's kind that that narrative is slowly going away whenever anybody runs an old soundbite from none other than Ruth Bader Ginsburg saying that the president is elected for four years and not three plus years. Um, And yes, whatever happens on November 3rd, President Trump, well, Donald Trump is the president until at least inauguration 2021, if not beyond that. So he's not going to stop doing his job just because an election is looming, nor should he expect it, be expected to. There's an opening on the Supreme Court. He's trying to fill it. Senate is trying to do that as well. And you'll go by the book. And again, we go back to what to, to me has become very obvious the the approach between Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and liberals, and I'm not saying one is better than the other. All I'm saying is that conservatives and Republicans, for the most part, tend to side on on uh, for law and order, for the rules that are in place, uh, to holding people accountable to doing things by the book for the most part where it's it's almost like the old dragnet series just the facts ma'am democrats and liberals tend to side on emotion and you know their argument against this process is an emotional one well you're soiling the the legacy of RGB because her dying wish, which, you know, they still really hasn't haven't come up with much evidence to that effect, was that she didn't want her seat filled with somebody, you know, before the election, which seemed awfully odd that that would be uh, the dying wish of of a woman, even of her stature. However, that's that's not. That's not how it goes. That's not the rules. That's not what the law is in place and what is afforded to the president and the Senate. So be prepared for more of this same tactic where the Republicans are going to try to keep things moving along and the Democrats are going to appeal to the emotional side of this country. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. Back after this.
Hook up with The Bottom Line on Twitter at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. This is The Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. 547 is the number. We've got a caller who's uh, holding, and we'll go there now. Hi, caller. Who is this, and where are you calling from today? Uh, this is Roger from Kennewick. Hi, Roger. What's on your mind? Well, you made a comment uh, about uh, some Catholics might have differing opinions as far as uh, as uh, the abortion issue. Yeah. And, well, Biden's a Catholic. <laughs> he certainly he certainly has a different opinion. That's true. And I have I have read where they have uh, refused to give him communion because of his views on abortion, and and I'm not sure about. Pelosi, but I kind of thought that she was Catholic as well, and I, but I'm not positive on that. I do believe that is the case, yes. Yeah, so so she's probably in the same boat. I'm sure they're not giving her communion anytime real soon. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. And, and uh, I'll add this, too, as I've been doing some reading on this, and I see where there is a, a, uh, a left-leaning kind of branch of the Catholic faith that is uh, all about Biden. So hmm. I just thought that was kind of interesting. That but is, I, that I, is. So. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, you know, uh, that doesn't surprise me. And and I don't, you know, hadn't really planned on going off on a on a religious uh, path. But uh, it would not surprise me if you. Th- I mean, law of averages tells me that there are so many Catholics in this country and in this world that, you know, and there's already been sects that have broken away from the Catholic Church and started new religions, right? And uh, pretty prominent ones. So it doesn't surprise me that there are, uh, that there might be a group Catholics for Biden or or anything like that. But I do appreciate the call. 547 Talking about the confirmation hearing, which began uh, earlier today for Amy Coney Barrett uh, for the Supreme Court position. And uh, again, the different approaches, what I have what I have seen, what I have heard um, from from the different uh, political ideologies, which I, I find interesting that where where the conservatives are you know certainly taking advantage of the situation and I don't mean to diminish the passing of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg but there is an opening on the Supreme Court and they you know within the rules that are there the president and the senate are controlled by the same party and that party has put forth what the constitution allows them to do and that is a a a nominee to the Supreme Court. Now, it, it still has to you know go through the process. It is a process, but they seem to be just fine taking advantage of of what fate has delivered to them. The Democrats, on the other hand, are not happy about this. Uh, President Trump has already placed two of his nominees have been approved onto the U.S. Supreme Court, and uh, there is now um, a pretty balanced court, if you want to think of it that way, 
uh, with John Roberts mm, kind of floating back and forth between the conservative and liberal side of the of the court. Well, if Amy Coney Barrett goes through like it's expected that she does, the court will have a right-leaning uh, membership, if you will, and for many years to come. And to think that there are others on the Supreme Court that are getting a little long in the tooth also, uh, if Trump is reelected, there he's going to have probably more. What did I? What have I said previously, and and just re- as recently as last week? This is about power, attaining it, keeping it, or getting it back. In this case, the Democrats have controlled the U.S. Supreme Court for a few decades, and that cycle seems to be coming to an end. And now it'll be a conservative court for a time. And which point it'll probably swing back to, you know, the, the liberal side. I mean, who knows? It's That's the way it goes. But when you see the power slipping away from you, whether it's in this case, whether it's uh, the the possibility of, of Trump being reelected and draining the swamp even more. Yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a few people that are really, really upset at the way things are going because they are losing their power. And and that is something that, um, you know, they've they've tried to obtain been able to obtain and been able to keep for a long, in some cases, a very long time. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Matt from Goldendale. Hi, Matt. Uh, I just want to call reference, uh, in in reference to the the Democrats whining about uh, President Trump filling the slot for Supreme Court justice. Yeah, go ahead. if you if you go to the Constitution, Article Two, Section Two, and oddly enough, Paragraph Two, it says that the president—I'm just paraphrasing here—shall fill the position when the position comes open. I mean that—that's his duty. It's not like he's going, you know, I I can do it. And, and the Democrats are whining about saying, well, you got to wait till the next president comes into office. It's his duty. It's it's he's a he is told to do that. It's not like uh, you you fill it when you feel it's necessary. It says that he shall fill that position. So go to the Constitution and look at that. No, absolutely appreciate the call, Matt. And no, that's that's absolutely correct. And um, think if think if Trump would not have nominated somebody. There will be some outrage on the right that Trump wasn't doing his duty. Um, again, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said it herself. A president is elected for four-year terms. He's he, he or she is the president four years at a time, not three and a half or three and three quarters. He is still the president and might be beyond. <laughs> we don't know yet. So it is his obligation to do this. And this whole notion that, you know, let the people decide. Well, the people did decide. 
in 2016. Again, it's a tactic to mess with people's emotions. Back with more after this. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. This is the bottom line news radio six ten K O N A. Let's go to this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Uh, my name's Maria. I'm calling from Pasco. Hi, Maria. What's on your mind? Well, you guys were talking about the Ginsburg and replacing the vacant seat and all that. Yeah. Uh, my comment, because I haven't heard this come up from anybody, is that the late Justice Ginsburg was sick for many years. Everybody knew this. And before they take care of her sick husband, cancer, I think. She could have retired at 2015 and a half and left it to Obama, but she hung on until she died. And that's why the seat came up under Trump. So if you want to be mad at anybody, be mad at the late Justice Ginsburg. She hung in there to the last minute. Or, you know? Yeah, no, that's that's an interesting point, no doubt. Um, I, I'm certainly no. I know you. I know you say it tongue in cheek. No one is going to be upset for anyone trying to live the longest that they can. But I do see your point that if you're going to look at this from a political strategy standpoint, uh, then yeah, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg could have stepped down. When there was a when Obama was in office and and given Obama the chance to uh, chance to do this Um, tinfoil hat, maybe another example of maybe people didn't think Hillary was going to lose, maybe. Maybe uh, that was the plan, if there was such a thing that. You know, maybe Ruth Bader Ginsburg during Obama administration wasn't, you know, wasn't ready to step down, but thought to herself, well, you know, when Hillary gets elected, um, maybe I can retire and just let her pick my replacement. That's a possibility. Don't know. Don't know for a fact at all. It's purely speculation, but could be, could be. Uh, 547-1610, 509-547-1610. You can also email the show, too, and go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. Speaking of comments, um, we did hear from Amy Coney Barrett at the confirmation hearing. She got to give kind of an opening remarks and... Um, you know, the the opening stanza was today. They'll They'll dive into... Uh, the tougher Q&A part tomorrow, and uh, who knows how many days that's going to last. Uh, but two things uh, two things stuck out from what she said uh, in her statement today. Number one, uh, she again referenced Justice Antonin Scalia. Uh, we know that, uh, you know, she worked in his office before, and had held him in very high regard. And, you know, if 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 she wants to pattern herself after any justice, he would probably be the one. Although 
she strikes me as somebody who kind of wants to go her own way, but that he was pretty influential uh, in the way he looked at things. So there was that. There was there was that uh, part that probably appeals to conservatives. You know, the, the conservatives um, that pay attention to the Supreme Court uh, know and, and look back fondly on Antonin, Antonin Scalia, uh, much the way the left looks back fondly on uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, even though she hasn't been gone all that long. I'll tell you the other thing that stuck out in my mind uh, with her statement uh, because I think it actually uh, tried to appeal to the left, actually. Let's go back to the phones first. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, I'm Logan. Hi, Logan. What's up? I'm up here from uh, Land. Excellent. What's on your mind? So um, I got my ballot in the, uh, the mail the other day, and um, I've been trying to read through it, and some of the, uh, the laws and the bylaws that they're trying to pass. And, like, on my ballot, there, um, there's a lot of people that are, are uh, it, it's Democrat only. So do I have to vote for Democrat? No, you can you can leave it blank uh, or if they uh, you know, or if a race offers a write in candidate, you can certainly write in somebody that you would like. You don't you don't you shouldn't have to vote for anybody, you know, on any ballot They're They're you know, even if appreciate the call, by the way, even if you're talking about, um, you know, there's there's a, a race between two Democrats and you're a Republican. You can certainly choose one. I mean, that's that's your right to do so. You can certainly leave it blank. You can do that, too. It's OK. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like an SAT test that if you don't fill in all the, the bubbles with your number two pencil, you'll get, you know, you'll get blacklisted or something. No, it's um, you can do that. And, you know, just all you have to. Well, here's a perfect example. Uh, Lieutenant Governor race in the state of Washington, the top two vote getters, uh, both Democrats. Uh, there is a write-in campaign uh, for a Republican to try to get that seat. Now, it's a very uphill battle, but who knows? So, you know, what might come of that? So, even, you know, even there's a you don't have to you don't have to vote for a Democrat, even if there's even if the race has one person running and that person is a Democrat. You don't have to fill it in. It's your look. It is your vote. You can do with it what you please. That's the one of the beauties of being a citizen of this country is you have the right and the duty to vote. And what you do with that vote is very much up to you. If you want to turn in a ballot and not vote for anybody, fine. You might be accused of wasting your ballot, but you can do that. You can put every single race, you can have a write-in candidate. You can write Mickey Mouse 
on all your write-in uh, slots for every single position if you want to. Again, people may question that, <laughs> question the logic behind that, but you can do it. It's I mean, there's nothing to say that you can't do that. So appreciate the call, 547-1610, We'll talk more about uh, voting uh, coming up uh, in this mail-in election. Do that in a little bit, 547-1610. So the other thing that stuck out to me with uh, Amy Coney Barrett's testimony, number one, her reference to Antonin Scalia, the late uh, Supreme Court Justice, that she clerked for and uh, highly influenced by, hard not to. I mean, he he was a giant, no doubt, uh, you know, much like a, a Thurgood Marshall or, I mean, there's there's been giants on the court. And Antonin Scalia was definitely one of those, as was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Absolutely. She may have been small in stature, but she was a giant on the court. No doubt about it. No question. The other thing that Amy Coney Barrett mentioned, and I think it might have been an attempt to at least ease the minds of those on the left uh, a little bit, maybe, at least an attempt. And I'm going to paraphrase. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but I'm paraphrasing that she said that she was going to base her rulings on the current law. Well, what's been one of the things that Democrats and those on the left have worried out loud, even demonstrated loudly, that they're afraid of? Well, now Affordable Care Act's going to get overturned. Roe v. Wade's going to get overturned. Well, it still may. It still very well may, both of those. Who knows? But she's saying for now that she plans on applying the law as it stands right now with the inference that, well, if the legislative branch wants to change things, I guess they can. And it goes, it goes back to the notion that the Supreme court, whether it be at the state level or the federal level is not there to change the laws. Now, the interpretation of the laws certainly is uh, a standard that is applied to the lower courts. Certainly. It sets a tone, right? But the but the, the U.S. Supreme Court is not meant to be the third legislative branch. And that... There's there's a lot of people that think that, that, well, you know, yeah, I know that the Senate can pass bills and the House can pass bills, but, you know, the way the Supreme Court rules, I mean, that's as, I mean, that's the law of the land, too. Well, they can just rule and change the laws. Not really. They can they can change the interpretation of laws. I mean, look, if you've ever looked actually looked at any of the, especially federal laws or even state laws. They're all in lawyer speak. 
And you can you can twist them and manipulate them in a lot of different ways. And people have been doing that for a long time. Finding loopholes in in laws and you know finding just that one scenario where you can make an exception to a written law that is where the that's the, that's the high court's job whether it be at the federal or the state level is to say in this particular case given the laws of this country and or state this is how we rule and that's the way and, and that is how it should be is you're not again the the high court is not a third legislative branch so when amy coney barrett says that she is you know if she is confirmed and she if she is uh, you know going to sit on the the us supreme court she will base her rulings on the laws of the land as they stand when she hears a case. That's what she's supposed to do. If the laws change, that comes from the legislature, the legislative branch, Congress. Congress enacts the laws. The high court interprets them. So... She's already kind of set the tone for that argument that she knows is coming. 5471610 is the number. 509-547-1610. Join the show. Call the legendscasino.com hotline. 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. 547 If you'd like to join the discussion here on the bottom line, you can also email us by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the show. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Well, Sparky here from Umatilla. What's going on, Sparky? I don't know if you saw the, the program last night. I, I like to watch Sunday morning with Jane Pauley and then CBS, and then last night, 60 Minutes, I like to watch that. The third segment was about grizzly bears, but the first two segments absolutely hammered Trump, just trashed him. And I I don't, I just, I, you know, I just don't understand. I guess if we're in a free country, that, that's the First Amendment, but it, it's really appalling how they they presented those two first segments. Okay, bye. Appreciate it, Sparky. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. I think, and I don't want to get too far off topic, but I do want to respond to Sparky's call. Um, he is correct. I mean, they can they can do what they want to do. I mean, it is a free country as long as they're not doing anything uh, slanderous. Um but that doesn't mean people need to con- want to consume it either, and that you know that will show up eventually, or or in some cases it already has. Some of the Trump bashing programming, um, it, you know, isn't doing as well as people might think. Um, I think, and I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but those that like Sparky are tired of that type of messaging may not have as much of a problem with it if it was distributed evenly. 
uh, or at least a little bit more evenly. If 60 Minutes spent the first half hour of their program eviscerating Joe Biden and then the second half hour eviscerating Trump, I think a lot more people would be okay with that, even though, you know, they may not love it, <laughs> but at least you could come away with it going, well, you know, at least they were fair in in their attacks. But, you know, we're not really seeing that. And I think that that sticks in people's craw more uh, than, than the actual attacking. It's that it's it seems pretty one-sided. 547-1610-509-547-1610. We got an email. From Mike in Kennewick, Mike writes, Ed, the bottom line is that Democrats hate this nomination and are threatening to pack the courts with more justices because they hate the fact that Trump, who they despise, is making history by by nominating three justices during his first term. If he had nominated none or only one justice instead of three the pack-in-the-court idea probably wouldn't be as huge an issue. Trump getting three nominations uh, is deplorable and unacceptable to the Democrats. Qualifications and the Constitution guidelines don't matter to them. Unfortunately, our two Democrat lapdog senators, Murray and Cantwell, will vote as they are told by Schumer, uh, and they continue to demonstrate their ignorance and lack of independent thinking. Again, Mike from Kennewick. Mike, thank you much uh, for the email. And, you know, there's a lot of truth in that. I think that um, if if Trump uh, had only none or one uh, pick in his first term, um, it, it would be different because, again, the court would still be slanted to one side. Again, this is about power and control, gaining it, keeping it, not losing it. The Democrats see their power slipping away. Uh, and in the, in, the, in the case of the U.S. Supreme Court, for decades, for decades to come, and, and that's scary to them. And, and that's how they're reacting. They're, they're acting scared. There, there, there's a lot of panic in D.C. right now uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, but, yes, uh, the, the, the court packing notion wouldn't would not be a huge issue if if the if the power or perceived power of the U.S. Supreme Court hadn't shifted and, and continues to potentially shift even more in one direction. Um, definitely. That is that is a really good take. Mike and Kennewick, appreciate the email. Wow, that hour flew by. Flew by. And uh, we've got another hour to go. And when we come back, start of the second hour, uh, we will have a chance to hear from a candidate running for the Washington State Supreme Court. Um. We'll hear from him, and we'll continue our calls and emails. And I also want to dive into this mail-in voting issue. Um, it's it's an interesting one because we've been doing it for so long here. Many places around the country are just trying to ramp up it now because of COVID, and uh, it's kind of a mess. 
Hour number two is on the way. This is the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA.